BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good, Good morning, morning, morning Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy, what is it? Oh my God, it's hump day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope having your hope you're having a glorious Wednesday. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Darn good. It's the day everyone's been waiting for. The day on everybody's lips. Wednesday. Hump day. Sexy Wednesday. Well, it is hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. Um, of course, as every Wednesday comes, I will be humping Theo. As every day comes, mm. you will be humping Theo. But on Wednesday, it's allowed. It's encouraged. Yeah, let's let's be real with one another. Hashtag <laughs> be real. How is Thrysand? Thrysand is doing well. Um, just kind of Ben's in Boston for like spritz stuff for today and yesterday. So it's been mom and son day. And it's been so nice to be the apple of Theo's eye. You know, get all of his attention. It's been an absolute joy. Mother-son bonding. You'd love to see it. I can't wait for Theo's wedding when we do a mother-son dance. And who will Theo be marrying, do you think? Probably me. <laughs> so the first dance between bride and groom is also the mother-son dance. Yeah, we're killing two birds with one stone. Theo doesn't have a girlfriend. No, Theo's pretty asexual. Because he's in love with his mother. It's because he's in love with himself, actually. Oh, just like his mother. And you know, if you looked like Theo, <laughs> you'd be in love with yourself too, guys. Like, it's true. Stunning. No, Olivia needs to get a female dog that could be Theo's girlfriend, just like Bryson Knowles. I mean, get you a love like Bryson Knowles, you guys. Well, actually, um, even though Theo, I do believe, is asexual, if he were to be sexual, I do think he would be more attracted to male dogs. So I would suggest for better. For the optimum chance of him falling in love, I would suggest Olivia get a male dog. Okay. Love that for him. Yeah. So that's a little bit about Theo. Today's Wednesday. We have an amazing show. We're going to do Dear Toasters where we give advice to our listeners and we try and guide them through the trials and tribulations of being alive. And there are many. So many. They never end. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm exhausted. I woke up today like with a thud, mm. you know. I just am so tired with a dull headache. Not bad enough to take a migraine pill because it's not a migraine. It's just like a girl slow down headache, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm just powering through. I'm having like a total opposite. I woke up an hour and a half before my alarm, laid, watched TikToks, took my time getting ready, made TikToks while I was getting ready, listened to Shania Twain, caught up with Taylor Strecker on FaceTime, caught up with Brian on FaceTime. It was really just like a glorious morning, not to be so annoying. Childless so versus mother. 
Yeah, I'm so happy for you. I did start Jeanette McCurdy's book two days ago. I forgot to talk about it on the toast. We have a Jeanette McCurdy headline. Okay, I just want to say I'm like not, I haven't made a big dent in the book. I think I'm maybe 20% in. And you guys know I'm such a fast reader. I just, I could read a whole book in an afternoon. But I'm finding this book really difficult to get through. And it's not because it's bad at all. It's actually really good. It's really heavy. And I don't even think the part that I'm, up to is heavy it's just her like lying the seeds and really setting the scene for how her mom was so abusive um and it's not abuse like you know it's not painful to read because she's you know being physically abusive or even really verbally abusive it's so manipulative and um, and like emotional and I know that Jeanette ends up having like a severe eating disorder and a severe um case of OCD and you just see like the bricks being layered and it's like really actually like heavy that's really tough. Is the writing also pretty dense? No, actually. No. Like, she's in a really good writer. And what I think is really cool, I'm, she's only like eight or ten at the part that I'm at. And she's writing like an eight-year-old. But, like, in a mature way. I can't explain it. I think the writing is actually really good. Oh, okay. Great. I definitely am going to read it. It's really reminded me of Jessica Simpson. Like, we're getting headlines that are teasing snippets and... I'm feeling convinced, but I did want to talk a little bit about it today and then you can talk about some of your thoughts. Yeah, it's like annoying to be reading a book that's like so in the headlines and I had gotten an advanced copy of it, but I only got it the day before it came out. So um, it's like spoiling. Like I keep seeing things on Twitter and I just scroll past. It's really annoying. Yeah, I understand. I want to find some things out on my own, bitch. Okay, well, looking forward to your recap of that book, but I do hope to read it as well. Speaking of homework, how is your Funny Girl assignment going? What's the assignment? That you have to go see Funny Girl with Beanie. You have to watch the movie, you have to see Funny Girl with Beanie, and then with Leah. Oh, well, I forgot I had committed to that, um, and I'm obviously behind because Beanie's gone. So. Okay. So, never mind. You have to watch a movie. I should watch a movie, and I did secure tickets. I was not able to get opening night tickets, like, in the premium seats that I wanted. So I have the second night, which I think is okay. You have tickets. That's great. Yeah. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Tickets, tickets, tickets. We got Annie. So I'll be on Broadway, and I'm very excited. Like, I... Actually, this morning when I was on TikTok, I fell down, like, a glee rabbit hole, and it's just... It really prepared me to talk about Leah Michelle here today. Got it. And when is opening night? September 6th. September 6th. Okay, cool. We'll all be waiting with bated breath. I'm very excited. Um, so I have something to look forward to post Labor Day because, you know, the Labor Day slump is real. Summer is officially over. Labor Day is over. Long weekend is over. We don't have another one for a while because, like, some people don't celebrate Columbus Day, which I understand. But, like, why take the day away? Um, but not for me because after Labor Day, I got tickets to... Celie, Michelle, and Funny Girl. So, and it's also, it's fashion week. Oh, which is huge for me. Like really changes my <laughs> schedule. So many events, so many presentations, shows, luncheons. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. I think for me, that's the hardest part of having like left New York is missing all the fashion week fanfare and all the events I was invited to year after year. No, and I think that's like a huge thing that New York is going to be affected by you know, you leaving means fashion week is not going to be the same. No, it's not. It could never be. So that's tough. Yeah, it'll be a different sort of fashion week. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, 
I mean, I just, I'm so glad you brought that up because actually something I wanted to talk about was I'm really struggling to kind of get my events in order. Like post-summer, I'm just being invited, you know, to so many galas and things like that. And it's really, really tough for me to prioritize, you know, what's important. What are you invited to? Maybe we can help. So obviously the Met Gala. That's in May. And then of course, um, Fashion Week, Chanel. Balenciaga they like please sit for front row Claudia and it's just you know it's hard because I have to take care of me yeah and someone has to take care of Theo that's why Ben is here <laughs> uh no do you actually have events no or, oh I mean sometimes you do I like shows you're at the, on the ferry yesterday getting yeah. crunchitize me no I have um funny girl tickets and then a few days later I have an event that I actually can't really say. It's not a work thing. It's a personal thing. I mean, I can't say it, but I think in about a week from now, I'll be able to say it. And I think that that's all I'll say on that, okay? It's very Do exciting. I know what it is? I mean, like, you don't know what I'm going to, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. I can't wait to hear. And that's, and then I have shows in September. So I'm going to be in Huntington, Long Island. I'm going to be, I think, in Portland and Seattle in September. So tickets available at girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Great. Get your tickets, 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 because you don't want to miss this. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, so that's really all the updates for me. Yesterday, I just like worked, 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 worked a little more, went to the same, dry cleaners, same, same. and then came home. Yeah, no, yesterday, another busy day. Just being a mogul. Is being a mogul and a mother. And it's really hard to do both, you guys. You know, I think one could say that every mother is a mogul. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, you are the mogul of your own household. Um, but then I'm also, like, working, too. And it's... For, like, this billion-dollar company, yeah. Yeah, and it just keeps growing. And, like, there's so much fanfare. Claudia and I did the funniest thing last night. We FaceTime, and Claudia realized she could share her screen. Can I just say, that feature on the new, like, iOS, where you can screen share or, like, share music. I was listening to Spotify, like, with Snatchler on FaceTime. It is a premium, premium edition. Yeah, so since I don't have TikTok and Claudia was telling me how like we have all these videos going viral, plus there's two Morning Toast fan accounts that clip moments from our show over the past four years and some of the funniest moments and also moments that I just like forgot about that never thought, I never even thought about at the time and then like they resurfaced and I'm like, damn, that's funny. Yeah. So she was playing them on her phone on screen share for me and I was watching them through FaceTime and it was a grand all time. Also because she can send me, sometimes you'll send me a video and I can enjoy it, but Half the fun of TikTok is the comments. Of course. And Do you I want to know comments what, on Safari? No, you get like two. <gasps> That's disgraceful. So I wanted to see all the comments, see what people like are saying about us. Someone like came for our gums. I guess we have weird familial gums. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, and there's like been so much fanfare on TikTok for us, like people making videos, like just that they love the toast, talking about like all of our lingo, opening their merch. So I wanted Jackie to see the fanfare, like our hard work, our, you know, TikTok videos, our vertical videos. Like I know you're seeing the fanfare on reels, but it also exists on TikTok. Yeah. So definitely that is what is going to get me onto TikTok. Like knowing that there's like fan accounts, there's videos of myself that Guys, people make are more, enjoying make more, that I don't even know exist. Like Aside from the ones that we make, and, and re I always want to see the comments on those, which I never get to see, but that there's like other content of me just like living out there. So I am thinking about downloading TikTok on my iPad. 
Okay. So that like I can dedicate, I'd be like, okay, now it's time to read the TikTok comments, see what people are saying. And it's not like I'll be scrolling all night in my bed because I leave my iPad in my office. So it will just be like a work thing. I need to see what the people are saying about me and my gums and (laughs) then I'll move on. So that's my plan. I love that plan. And I think I should just like speak directly to the toasters and be like, if you keep making toast content on TikTok, like build it and she will come. So that's the, the lesson here. Yeah. And that's really what, what it was. I didn't know what it was going to take for me to get on TikTok. I thought maybe Rach Parcell. I thought maybe Kylie, she's mm-hmm. doing the most on TikTok, but no, it was the toasters. And really it's, I'm inspired by myself. No, that's the thing. Like if you're not motivating yourself, you're not going to motivate anyone else. Who, who do you motivate? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun treat. Also, Yesterday, I was on our Instagram account, like reading, you know, people's messages and comments and literally like I was cackling, cackling. Like, I think people are so funny and I think the toasters are so funny. And I just wanted to say, like, they don't go unnoticed, those comments. Like, I feel like people really like work hard on their comments to be like funny and clever. And they always are. And I just wanted to say it's like one of my favorite things to do. I agree. And that's actually a great segue into my next point, which is that tonight is the season finale of Breaking Bread. And Breaking Bread is a place where all those comments come to life and we're able to like read and react to them in real time. And like everyone is so funny and just says the funniest things. And I'm really excited for our final episode tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Spotify live app. You can interact with us. We can read your comments on air if they're particularly funny or you can just listen on Spotify, but you just can't comment and stuff. So that'll be really fun fun we have to do something really special for our last show oh we have to plan something maybe I'll sing a song yeah but what song so many options maybe I should do them all now and then see if people have a favorite and then I'll do that one tonight (laughs) I think people would love I think everyone who listens to the show would love that I think we all are obsessed with Claudia's singing voice yeah I I am. Um, really quickly, I just realized that I um, am on a, an antibiotic that I have to take in the morning and I didn't take it. So can you talk for 30 seconds while I just run to my purse and, and get it? Sure. What Thanks, do girly. I want to plug? Not too much these days, but you could always follow me on Instagram at Jackie Ashray. Premium content some days, no stories on other days, but that's just the kind of gal that I am. Also, I finally got these swanky podcast headphones so now I feel so legit with my sure microphone and that's what you missed on toast Claudia's back oh and she's drinking her coffee she has to prioritize her health I'm back I talked mad shit what'd you say I it was crazy I was telling them like everything I'm gonna check my headphones off I couldn't hear you what did you say bitch you'll have to rewatch Oh, I rewatched yesterday's episode. I've been love. You know, I'm very anti watching our own show. It's just not You're something anti watching game tape. Yeah, I'm just honestly like not comfortable with it. Um, <laughs> however, that's honestly not like you. No, I know because I'm self obsessed. Like the world truly does revolve around me, and I honestly let's be like real with one another. I cannot believe that there are people out there who don't think that the world revolves around them. Like I know my world revolves around me. I don't think the entire world, but like I do think my world revolves around me. And I just can't believe there aren't people who like feel that way. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of randomly, just something that stuck with me when Stassi was on her last season reunion for Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. And she was like, got called out for saying that she was like the Beyonce of her friend group. And she was like, if you don't think you're the Beyonce of your own life, what are you doing? No, totally. Like, 
who wants to be Michelle? Yeah, no, like, who, who doesn't think that they are the star of their own life? No, and I'm sure that there are people who don't think that they're the star of their own lives, but, like, we should all be striving towards that. Right, right. Not making it a negative thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was I saying before? You were saying... Oh, that I don't like to watch our own show. Mm. But in, like, the last couple of weeks, I've had to watch it just because AV girl gotta know the tech make sure like things need to be changed lighting things like that and I've been enjoying it immensely like yesterday's episode when it ended I was in tears <laughs> we need more what like, was your favorite part oh my god <sighs> such a good question there's so many like I, I think the beginning we were just being particularly like unhinged before we dove into the stories oh yeah people really liked yesterday's episode I was reading the comments and um that's what that's what it was. I like can't think today. I'm just going to give a PSA. Like my brain is not working. No bueno. Yeah. It's not a good brain day. I need brain camp. Okay. Wait, I'm like freaking out. Cause now I'm thinking maybe I did take my antibiotic cause I woke <laughs> up so early and I'm just like really like having a hard time remembering. And now is I just double sort of, dosed. Is it the sort of thing that would be okay if you took it twice? Like, Yes. I'm just like being dumb. You could count how many are left and how but many you started with. I guess. But <laughs> that, okay, whatever. I'm not okay. <laughs> okay, maybe we both need brain camp. Literally. Maybe we should That's, just dive in. Like, Maybe we should dive in. Take the pressure. Like, Stop talking about ourselves and our fucked up brains. Talk about other people's. Hundred percent. So, without further ado, do, 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 do. here Where are the past are five. You? Bruno loves his auntie. Do, 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 do. Where are you? Theo needs a girlfriend. Do, 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 do. Where are you? Don't push your heteronormative bullshit on my son. Do, 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 do. Where are you? <laughs> Theo needs a partner. Do, 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 where are you? Don't forget God is a man. Do, 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 where are you? Maybe Theo should get with God. 100%. That's really, honestly, in my opinion, the only suitable eligible bachelor for my son, <laughs> our Lord and Savior. I could just do the rest of the episode singing do 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 do's. Don't tempt me. Because honestly, Don't that... Don't tempt me with a good time. That was curing my headache. Wow. Okay, how about this? Does this make you feel better? Do 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 to Theodora. Do 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 to Theodora. Do 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 to Theodora. Crunchy angel Dora. Gorgeous man Dora. Love of my life Dora. Sweetest puppy Dora. Crunchy lips, Dora. God's love, Dora. God's love is so important. <laughs> God's love, Dora. Did you say Fast Five? Did we do the crunch? Uh, I don't know if no, we did the crunch. No, we didn't. Okay, so without further ado, do, 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 <laughs> where is Bru? He ran downstairs. Do, 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 where is Thu? Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Thuma. Thuma, 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 But the only, the only thing wrong with our remote setup, and it's something we're going to have to work out, is when we sing together, we just can't get, like, completely in unison. 
Yeah. That's why the do's are so good because we go back and forth. Exactly. It's a true duet. It's a duet. Okay, where was I? Without further ado, do, 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 do. here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Clinique. If you have dark spots, it can often feel like a vicious cycle. As soon as one fades, another one pops up. Break the cycle with the Clinique Even Better Clinical Dark Spot Interrupter. This powerful serum works on melanin-rich to fair skin, and it helps visibly correct dark spots, like acne marks, while protecting from future discoloration. So I suffer from... Uh, dark spots as well. They come out really badly when I'm in the sun. So in the summer, they're not great. And when I feel like I get them under control, which is super hard, they just come back. Um, and I've been looking for a really good solution to the dark spots. And Clinique is a brand that I trust. I love their foundation, by the way. Um, and the dark spot corrector is fabulous. So 94% of people have demonstrated an improvement in radiance and visible skin tone, including acne marks, in eight weeks. Their damage eraser and their brightening complex is now more concentrated with boosted technology to, to deliver dramatic brightening results, but it's still gentle enough for all skin types. So in just two and a half hours, it can, helps quell, it can help quell redness from irritation that can trigger, trigger new visible spots and worsen existing spots. So it's oil-free, non-acnegenic, it's fast-absorbing, and it's dermatologist-approved. You can get even better clinical dark spot correct dark spot interrupter today which is available at clinique.com the product for dark spots is the even better clinical dark spot interrupter clinique.com also check out their foundation it is premium as hell great our first story Jeanette McCurdy reveals what made her forever pissed at Ariana Grande the salmon cat claws are out. Jeanette McCurdy says her dislike for Ari began soon after they started filming their Nickelodeon show when she realized the pop star allegedly got permission to pursue outside opportunities. Oh. So she wrote, quote, I booked two features during iCarly that I had to turn down because the iCarly team wouldn't write me out of episodes to go shoot them. She said that uh, in her memoir, she said producers would stuff Ariana Grande's character in a box so that she could miss filming. She recalls thinking, are you kidding me? So I have to turn down movies while Ariana's off whistle toning at the Billboard Music Awards? Fuck this. I mean, that would she piss had, me off too. Yeah, she said, admitted that once Ari was allowed to ditch filming, she snapped. Quote, I'm pissed about it. I'm pissed at her, jealous of her for a few reasons. So now every time she misses work, it feels like a personal attack. From that moment on, I don't, didn't like her. I couldn't like her. Clearly the way that these, this is written is like, this was her thinking at that time. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, honestly, I don't think that she has hate in her heart for Ariana Grande. But first of all, when you're a kid, like, you're always comparing yourself to other people. Like, like life should be fair. But you learn yeah. as you grow up, life is not fair. No, um, but when, you, when there's a show called Sam and Cat, and it is two leads, they're two girls, they're the same age, like, everything, they are the same, they're 50-50. Like, one cannot have special treatment. That is a recipe for disaster. Well, I think, like, what we've learned about that time at Nickelodeon during the early 2000s or whenever it was, like, we've learned a lot about that time since then. And I think one of the things was that it was super toxic because there was special treatment of certain people. Yeah. Who else? Um, like, I think in the Victorious cast, there was a lot of that. Yeah. With Victorious. With Tori. Yeah. Well, at least, like, she's the headliner. Not right. that anyone should have special treatment, right. but, like, this is different because it's Sam and Kat. Yeah. And, you know, it is really interesting to look at the trajectory of the careers of Ariana Grande and Jeanette McCurdy after that show. And that show wasn't on for a super long time. Mm -hmm. But I also think that, I mean, I have to read the book, but I just the I, impression that I get is, like, Ariana came into the industry, like, with 
people, you know? And yeah. like she, I feel like she had maybe even better people working on her contracts being like, Ari's allowed to pursue other projects. Maybe the initial contract said she couldn't do other projects and they went back and like negotiated her a better deal. And like Jeanette didn't have that in place. Like who was looking out for Jeanette? I don't know. Right. So the part that I'm up to now in the book is she has like an agent. She's actually had two agents. Her first agent was Candace Cameron Bure's mom. Was she a good agent? So she was an agent for her kids, Candace Cameron and... They said the other, her brother, you know, she has a famous brother who was on Growing Pains. Okay, cool. Kirk Cameron, maybe? I didn't, I didn't remember him, but so she had two Ty- really. Tyler Cameron? Yes, thank you. <laughs> they, she had two kids who were really big, successful child actors. So she started like some sort of agency. She was uh, repped by her for a little while and then moved on to someone else. I'm sure the person she has now in the book is not her agent for all the other stuff that she does. But her mom was really the one who forced her into acting, who was, making all the calls. So if there was anything like wrong with Sam's setup, like it was her mom's fault. Yeah. But I could see that having happened. Right. Cause her mom is like not a hundred percent. Okay. Like she's erratic and unreasonable and narcissistic and like a bullvon, you know? Yeah. Well, I look forward to reading the rest of this book. Cause I wonder if Ari and Sam cat, Jeanette have made a rapprochement since that time yeah like where does their relationship stand now yeah and the article doesn't say it doesn't spoil that too no it doesn't spoil that too um I mean I can understand like as a kid hating someone because they get better treatment um but as an adult like you realize it's not their fault like right I feel like that may be where she's going with this but she's just explaining like where her head was at while filming Sam and Cat, which only ran for one season right it wasn't even uber successful no I, I feel like I mean I have to read the book and I don't remember and I didn't look at the ratings at the time but I feel like it was successful but like the girls hated doing it oh the way that I perceive it just based on like a feeling so not facts right is that's that, my feeling is that it was a flop like they both came from these huge franchises Kat from Victorious and Sam from iCarly and it just didn't um take off in the way the others did oh that's not how I perceive it I feel like people really liked it but like Ari wanted to do like Ari things and Sa- and Jeanette like didn't enjoy doing it and like they didn't want to do it yeah I don't know um maybe the book will let us know yeah so I really do like Put I'm super curious <laughs> about like where this story goes I'm just like having a hard time getting through it like actually and I don't really have that problem a lot interesting yeah I um, I started a different book last night which I want to read but then I'll read this okay I started Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. It was really popular like last year, the year before, um, but now I'm reading it. Good for you. I don't think it's for you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. One of those like, I don't know if it was a Reese's Book Club pick, but it's like one of those. What are those? Those are clothes. Um, so yes, I'll keep you updated on my reading journey and like anything interesting I find find out. But the first really interesting, um, like name droppy thing was Candace Cameron Bray. Cool. Keep us posted. Will do. And power through. Yes, ma'am. Next story. This is really surprising news. Angela Yee tweets that the Breakfast Club, as you know it, is officially over. So that's the whole tweet with two, with that emoji of the heart hands. She tweeted, the Breakfast Club, as you know it, is officially over. Okay. She remained tight-lipped about the cryptic announcement, but she tweeted, God is good just 15 minutes prior. 
Okay, two things. One, for those who don't know, The Breakfast Club is like a really popular radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's kind of like the toast. They go every day and they just like talk about everything and they're really funny and people are obsessed with it. And it's been on for a really long time. Yeah, I think it's also available as a podcast. You'd love to see it. Anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that at first my mind obviously went to, oh my God, they're breaking up. But I feel like this is something we would say, like, if we got a new studio, you know, like, <laughs> it's never going to be the same. So I don't know if this is just being dramatic or actually, like, teasing a shift. I feel like it's teasing a shift. The Breakfast Club, as you know, it is officially over. I feel like that could mean a lot of things. It could mean no more Breakfast Club. It could mean one of them is stepping away. It could mean they're getting a fourth It could mean that they're going officially just to podcast only. Yeah, but what it does mean is that The Breakfast Club, as we know, it is officially over, which big if true. That's so crazy. I mean, it is really interesting to me how, like, I think in terms of shows, um, when it comes to pop culture, The Breakfast Club is, like, really up there for, like, most relevant. I think a lot of people, like, want to go on it to promote projects. It's really, like, a big platform And it's primarily radio, which is just random to me, you know? Yeah. I mean, but that's like a lot of things, especially things that start as big platforms, you know? Yeah, well, like Howard Stern. But Howard Stern is at least like Sirius XM, so it feels a little bit more current. Like this is AMFUM radio. Yeah, but it's a podcast, which makes it more current. And it does well as a podcast. Yeah. I wonder what this means. And when the fuck are we going to find out? I don't know. But we'll keep you posted. Yeah, of course. Charlemagne is on it. Mm -hmm. What if Charlemagne left? I think that would be, like, really impactful. That would make The Breakfast Club, as you know it, officially over. Right. I don't know. Makes you think. But I think it's, like, it's really a tripod. Each leg is, I'm staring at my tripod. But, like, That's a really good analogy. It's a tripod. Yeah. Each leg is critical. Critical. So what are we? We are a bicycle. We are a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And can and always get back on the bike. And you never forget, And by you the way. never forget. And it's just like getting back on a bicycle. And every time, yeah, you think you're over the toes, like those girls Whatever, suck. Yeah. And then you're like bored and you come back, see what they're up to. What crazy thing are they saying next? And you're like, I missed us. Okay, Jackie, if we are a bicycle, like we're each a wheel, mm-hmm. what's the chain? You know, the one that keeps it moving and holds it together? The toasters? No, the toasters get to sit on the bicycle. Our blood? Yeah, I would say like our family is the is the links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say you're the front wheel. Uh, actually, you know, I want to be the front wheel. Like that's like if I'm in a dance, I want to be in the middle. But <laughs> actually, I think you are the front wheel because the front wheel is the one that turns and like makes, you know, isn't like in charge of the direction. Okay. And that's very much like your role on the show. Like I just wild out and you make sure like we actually get through the show doing all the things we need to get to. Got it. Since you say it's the direction, I, I agree. But I would say like you're the front wheel because like you're the wheel people see first. It's like, you know, girl with no job. Like everyone. Because I'm bigger? Because I'm bigger? They see me first? Because like you're more known. Because you're more known. Because everyone's I'm, like, it's girls no jobs podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody says that, by the <laughs> way. Like, no, I mean, you literally like post the clips to your girl with no job. TikTok, it's girl with no jobs yeah, podcast. Yeah, like, like I'm the face and you're just like more private. 
you know, and I'm just like that back wheel that's like anchoring the thing, you know? Mm, like I know, I know what you're saying, but I think my, uh, mine is better. I liked yours too. Yeah. But both wheels are a, so Because I'm important. very literal. It's like in a technical sense, you are the front wheel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the comments. Who's the front wheel? <laughs> we'll talk about it on Breaking Bread tonight. Ooh, chilling. Anyways, so we're a bicycle. They're a tripod. I look forward to hearing what this is. And now it's like I want it to actually, I don't want the breakfast club to be over, but I want it to be something. Otherwise, like this was a waste of, of thinking. Um, breaking news from the breakfast club. Angela Yee confirms exit. She's launching her own show. So now they're a bicycle. They're a bicycle. So she's leaving Charlemagne and DJ Envy. She is launching her own show. The Breakfast Club will continue with the other two on 105.1 FM. That's where the, oh, yeah, yeah. And where's her show going to be? She said she's leaving the show after 10 years to launch her own nationally syndicated daily program for iHeartRadio, which is the same company that broadcasts The Breakfast Club. She said, this is really exciting, something that I've been waiting to do for years now, way before the pandemic. I have my podcast lip service, and I was thinking I would be able to get something like a weekend situation. And then she was approached by iHeart and told that they're going to give me my very own show. Okay, exciting. Great. I'm happy for her, but of course this makes me wonder, like, is everything copacetic with everyone? Because also, like, why couldn't she do her own show and do The Breakfast Club? Charlemagne does a million other things. I think it's going to be a daily show. Oh. And, by the way, at the end of the day, sh- like, The Breakfast Club is Charlemagne's show. Like, and it, all, it works all together. But he, it's really, like, to be honest, before, and I, I'm, like, familiar with the show before five minutes ago. I didn't know that her name was Angela. Like, I, like it's Charlemagne. Everyone knows Charlemagne. So she's probably super talented and her podcast is probably pretty popular, which is like one of the things that like iHeartRadio would look at mm-hmm. and be like, oh, she'd make a good host for another show. And maybe she just wanted to be her own star, which I can understand. Be the star of your own life. Be the Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. I'm really happy for her. Me too. Good luck I to think everyone. It'll be good. And you know, like, why should there be so many good hosts on one show? Because there's other shows with all bad hosts. So you need to sprinkle the good ones. That's true. So should we split up? There's no, too many no. good hosts on this show. No, 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 no. That's not what I was saying. You guys, breaking news. The morning toast as you know it. Is if we had to do over. like separate shows and we were like competing, we would both like doing daily shows. That would be crazy. Yeah, like mine would probably be better like AV wise, but yours would be better like consistency wise. Like you would actually put up an episode every day. Yeah, and yours would definitely, I feel like you would skew more towards than talking about like you would actually become the show that I want to see in the world, which is like influencer. influencer drama, TikTok drama, like what's going on in the sphere, like very niche celebrity. And I feel like I would just like start talking about the Titanic every day. <laughs> oh, you would literally, yours would be like a grandma show, but there's an audience for that, by the way. Yeah, no, I know. Wait, but that's why of- this show is perfect because you really get it all. Speaking of TikTok, do we have any Addison Ray stories today? No. Okay, so there's a lot going on. I can't keep up with her drama. Let me tell you. Okay. So we spoke a a couple weeks ago. Obviously, her dad was like embroiled in this majorly tawdry scandal. He was like cheating on his wife, whatever, Addison's parents. Then a couple days ago, it was reported um, that Addison unfollowed her mom on Instagram. And somebody posted about it on Instagram, like the screenshots from Instagram being like, Addison unfollowed Sherry. And Sherry commented, like, I'm devastated. Thus confirming. Now, Addison Ray's dad has become like a 
like a professional troll. You have to see his videos. They're blowing up on TikTok. He's acting like a fucking freak. Wanting to, like offering like to do, you know how Jake Paul fights people? Like he's like, I want to fight this person. I want to fight that person. Making videos like taunting them. He's in having beef with Tana Mojo. Because Tana Mojo is like, yeah, when that um, affair thing happened with Monty, uh, Addison's dad, Tana Mojo was like, yeah, we know he's a creep. Like, I could tell you a million stories. He's so weird. Then she started posting screenshots on her Instagram of people who out in LA have like had really weird, creepy interactions with Addison Ray's dad. And she was posting all them. And so Monty, the dad, saw that, started like slut shaming Tana. Like, do we think Tana's body count is over 300? It's like, sir, you're 45 years old. Like, leave this 22-year-old alone. Um, He's just losing his fucking mind now that he doesn't have like a, a wife to come home to. Damn, well, that's, he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. Good, because it's the one he got. Good. Yeah, he got the career he wanted, and it's good, because it's the one he got. Okay, well, thank you for that update. And did you talk about the father-son Holy Spirit drama? You know, I didn't. I'm not 100% um, caught up on that. I saw she just released a bathing suit that said father and son on the bikini triangles, and then Holy Spirit on her vagine. Yeah, and people are upset. And to be honest, like, I hate, like, when people get upset, like, so don't buy the bathing suit. But, like, it's, it's, like, offensive. It's, it's just, like, random, too. It just seems, like, hella unnecessary. Like, and, and then I have to put my, put it in my shoes. Like, somebody was selling a bathing suit with, like, Hashem's name on the vagina. Like, I would be, like, I would be upset. Yeah, that is weird. It's, it's disrespectful. Yeah. Even if that person was a Jew. For sure. I agree. She's not a Christian! I mean, she could be a Jew. That TikTok sound, I know you have literally no idea what I'm talking about. And if you don't watch TikTok, like nobody knows what I'm saying. That TikTok sound is heaven on earth. She's not a Christian. What's it from? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> okay. It doesn't okay. matter. She could be a Jew. It's so funny. Okay, we need to move on because new celebrities are jumping off of yachts. In Formentera, bikini-clad Margot Robbie leapt into the ocean during a lavish yacht trip with her rarely seen husband and her pal Rami Malek. Have you seen these pics? No, but how the fuck do Rami Malek and Margot Robbie know each other? Obviously, like, everyone knows each other. I think from a movie. And I just find it interesting that they got along. film Amsterdam. Okay, I just find it interesting that they, like, got along on a personality level enough to go on vacation together. Yeah, and is Rami still with Lucy? I mean, I haven't seen anything that they broke up, but they're both extremely low-key and private, so. Yeah, but this looks like a, like something, like a couple's thing. Couples. Is she not there? I don't see her, and she wasn't, she's not here. She's not in the oh, Daily Mail pics. That's no bueno. But Margot Robbie's just looking sickening, like, just chilling on the boat. I don't know if she knows that the cameras are there, but like this looks like an ad campaign. The fact that Margot Robbie is, you know, the most eligible woman in Hollywood um, and she shot to fame like so fast and then she just married like a regular guy from her hometown, I think, or at least from her home country in Australia. I just love that about her. Like, do you know how many like A-list celebrity actors would kill themselves to get a date with Margot Robbie and like nobody ever stood a chance? Yeah, yeah. I agree, like but her, her husband is very nice looking in these pictures. Yeah, no, for sure. But, like, I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio, like, wouldn't have, you know, try, would have tried when they were on Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Who, who is she always paired up with in movies? You know how it's, like, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper. Right. Ryan, uh, uh, wait, hold on. I mean, what has she been in? She was in I, Tonya. She was in, what was her breakout role? Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. 
<sighs> Maybe she doesn't have a, a guy. I don't think she has like a go-to partner. And what's cool about Margot Robbie and like what's so crazy, I feel like she hasn't been famous for that long and she got famous so fast and she gets the best roles and that's because she owns like a really successful production company. All the movies that she's been in in the last like five years are movies that she made herself. Like she's involved in the script, in everything. So she's really actually a mogul. I love that for her. I she really has like do. Reese Witherspoon energy. Like when her movies are successful, it's great for her acting career. It's great for her production career. Like it's great for everyone. And I feel like there was reports a while back that she's the highest paid actress in Hollywood right now. For sure. That tracks. Tracks. Who was yeah. it before? Jennifer Lawrence? Google. Hi. Because <clears throat> there's always like an actress of the moment. I feel like for like a year or two it was like Lupita Nyong'o. Or like, San oh, number one is Sofia Vergara. Oh, this is well, from that's on TV. That's true. It's Sofia Vergara and um, Judge Judy. Uh, okay, so, okay, this includes TV, but number ten, Viola Davis. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Elizabeth Moss. Number eight, Ellen Pompeo. Number Grace. seven, Nicole Kidman. Number okay. six, Emily Blunt. Number what TV show? Wait, what is she on? A Quiet Place. Okay. It's that people really liked that. I just don't think like it's fair to put someone on the list for like two movies. Do you know what I mean? And I love Emily Blunt. Like I would literally take a bullet for her. Number five, Meryl Streep. Tracks. Number four, Melissa McCarthy. Wow. Number three, Gal Gadot. Yes. Number two, Angelina Jolie. Number really? one was Sofia Vergara. And this was 2020. Interesting. Yeah. It's just so interesting what makes people money, you know, because I think for a while Jennifer Aniston was on that list like for years and years, even after not being on Friends and not being in movies. Mm -hmm. But it has so much to do with syndication and brand deals and things like that. And I just find that interesting. Like Homegirl doesn't even have to work. Yeah. But her syndication makes her like one of the highest paid actresses like and she doesn't even have to do anything. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. See, I don't really agree with that because I love what I do. I actually don't think I could have a better job, to be completely honest. Like, I'm passionate about it. I own my own business. I'm good at it. I get to do it with family. Um, I Like, there's nothing about my job that I do not like. But I still, like, I roll. It's Monday, you know? <laughs> so I don't believe I that agree. statement. I do agree with you. My friend. Like, I get dressed and I'm like, oh, oh my God, I'd so much rather be home. Yeah. That's human nature, ain't it? Ain't that the truth? Are you ready for our next story? Someone else got another job. Is it the next story that's brought to you by Bowling Branch, perhaps? Yeah. Thank yep. God. Bolin Branch uses the best 100% organic cotton threads on earth for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. Their sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly soft to start, but they get softer with every wash. So I have the signature hemmed collection from Bowlin Branch. I know Jackie has it. Olivia had it at her house. I just stayed there for two weeks. You have it in your guest room that I will be staying in next week. We are a Bowlin Branch family. They use the highest quality threads on earth for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. They're th so luxurious. They have been beloved by three U.S. presidents. So if it's good enough for the president and it's good enough for Jackie, to be honest, she has extremely high standards when it comes to these things, then it's good enough for you. They're buttery soft. 
to the touch, super breathable, great for every season, and they have over 10,000 stellar reviews. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code TOAST at bowlandbranch.com. When it comes to sheets and tings, like invest in yourself. Sleeping is important. How you sleep really sets you up for how your week is going to go. So we trust Bowl and Branch, and you should too. Bowl and Branch is B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. Promo code TOAST for that 15% off. And it's a good chunk, so use the code TOAST. Great. Thanks so much. Our next story. You're welcome. Kim Kardashian got another job. She has brought her signature all-neutral style to Beats by Dre. Kim Kardashian announced her Beats X Kim collection yesterday, modeling three neutral tone versions of the brand's popular Fit Pro earbuds of her own design. In an Instagram teaser video she posted earlier today, the star wore a metallic bronze zip front crop top and matching bike shorts as a team applied her makeup and adjusted the headphones in her ear. So she has released three Beats by Dre headphones in three different neutral colors. So... This is like a crazy collab. I feel like this is like doing a collab with Apple. You know, Beats by Dre is like such a premium, top tier, billion dollar company. And I and I know Kim has always been this way. I just feel like recently she's really been in her mogul era. Yeah, and she's doing a lot of endorsements considering she has so many um, lines of her own that she has to promote like Skims and Skakin. And now she is also doing Beyond Meat and Beats. You know what? That's a good call. And I feel like it has to do with the fact that like in the last year, she's done like a lot of partnerships, but also in the last year, I feel like she's been in the best place publicly. Like people are really coming around on Kim, like, like beyond the diehard fans. I mean, like overall public perception, people have really come to respect her businesses, her work on social justice. Like I think... This is like the most, and it is, it's like the most popular she's ever been, but it's also, I think, like the most well-received she's ever been. That's interesting. And then I think she she got a lot of sympathy when, you know, all that Kanye stuff was going down and she was like this, you know, 40-year-old woman and dating a younger guy. Like, I think a lot more people are opening themselves up to like Kim, whereas some people just for no reason are like, oh, those Kardashians. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So she's probably worth more now than ever. And I think for a while, like she was obviously getting offered brand deals, but like the money wasn't worth tarnishing her brand. And now not only is the money so good, but these are brands that only bring Kim up. Yeah. Yeah. These are factual points that you're making. And I do think like for her to put her name on something that's not her own business, like she needs a big paycheck. And now she's commanding those checks, even though like for me, she should have been getting them for 10 years. But yeah. Right, of course. Now, the thing is, like, I want to support Kim. Love, love, love. But, you know, I'm not a Beats by Dre girly. Like, especially when it comes to Bluetooth air uh, headphones, which I, I don't really love. Like, I'm going AirPods. And I'm not even going AirPods new generation because I don't like those little, like, silicone shits you put in your ear. I like the OG AirPods, even though mine work for a total of 25 seconds before the battery dies. Yeah, I use my AirPods, but I'm actually open to a new product because I'm not sold on my AirPods. Like I think they're really faulty and shitty. And I actually just bought these headphones, these podcast headphones Mm -hmm. yesterday. I was, when you went to take your antibiotic, I was telling everyone about my new look um, in between talking shit about you. And (laughs) I wish that she had come out with a big chunky pair of headphones in those neutral colors. I would have bought one. Look, that one looks like my hair color. It would have looked so good. 
Yeah, I'm very much into wired headphones. Obviously, they're not a perfect product. The wire becomes like fucking annoying. Like, what am I supposed to do with this thing all day? And it has its problems, especially when you're using it on a phone. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to listen to music and charge my phone on the airplane? But I think it's better. I have regressed. And I feel like with technology, like, you never regress. You're always moving forward, getting the better phone, the new phone, the new product. And, like, a year ago, I went back to my wired headphones that plug into my charging port, and I never looked back. Yeah, So I hope that they extend this line to big chunky headphones because I'm not obsessed with AirPods. That's where we got our AirPods. AirPods. And I'm not obsessed with Bluetooth earphones. And if I am like going to use them, I'm going to use the Apple ones, sadly. For now. For now. But they do look really nice on her stories. I was really being influenced. And what's so great about her and why her brand is so successful is like she really brings her aesthetic to everything she does. And when I saw those headphones I'm like oh my god Skims made headphones like it's really her aesthetic yeah true that and that's on being consistent I just wanted to give an update because I was using my skin last night because I washed my hair I don't know if you could tell and I just like was treating myself to five Mm -hmm. minutes of self-care and I and I went through the skin uh whole like nine step regimen usually I use like one or two I switch it up I like to switch up my skincare every day. Um, and I just love it so much. And I think it's such a great product. And I've been using it for a few months now. And like, um, this isn't an ad or anything, but I always wanted to like update. It's hard to give a review of a skincare product right when you get it because you of need course. time with it. But I have nothing but wonderful things to say about Skakin. And if you, like you're on the fence or need specific products, like they're all great. Good. So there's my review. Official review is in. For that price point, they better be great. Yeah, but I know like people were, I haven't heard a lot of users Fanfare. saying like the actual products are good. They like, yeah. Look, and also they do look nice in my bathroom. I was worried that they wouldn't vibe, but they vibe. I'm so relieved. I know everyone was so worried about the vibe in my bathroom. I was. <laughs> I was. The truckers are here. You hear them? Truckers They're worried for about Kim's the vibe. vibe. The, truckers, truckers for Skakin. Truckers. I feel like I just said something bad. I don't know why I like a no, curse word. Truckers. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Do you have another advertisement or not? No, we have Dear Toasters. Yeah, about that. I don't know if today's my day for Dear Toasters. What do you mean? I just don't think I have the headspace today to give good advice. Girly Pop, we're doing it. Say the story. Okay, I'm warning you. Fifth and final story, Mindy Kaling says rumors about BJ Novak being her children's father don't bother her. Mindy Kaling, true. <laughs> Mindy Kaling is addressing the rumors that her longtime friend BJ Novak could be the father of her children. In an interview with Marie Claire published on Tuesday, the Never Have I Ever creator who has kept the paternity of her children private revealed that the speculation about BJ Novak possibly fathering her children doesn't bother her. Quote, he's the godparent to both of my kids and they have such a great relationship. And so far, the rumors haven't affected my happiness at all. It hasn't affected my kids or BJ. She said, if that's what's going to be titillating to people, I'll take it. Wait, the f- I didn't know that he was their godfather. And the fact that he is like makes me think he's not the dad. He is not the father. I mean, was it ever confirmed that it was like someone we know or someone she knows? Like nope. it wasn't like a sperm donor? Nope. She never spoke about the paternity, but people just feel like it's BJ. Right. And I don't really care about the paternity, not because I don't care, but because it's none of my fucking business. Like, that's insanely invasive. Um, And I actually was thinking about Mindy Kaling the other day. She's obviously doing, like, a lot of press because I saw these gorge photos of her. Um, 
in Marie Claire and then she was on Watch What Happens Live and she just like looked amazing and she was being funny and she's like if you ever do you ever just like sit back and think about certain people yes but not Mindy and so I was sitting back and thinking about her and I was like just like damn she's really someone who got where she is like because she's so talented like there's so many people that were on The Office, like, and, and ha- it was their breakout role, even BJ Novak. And none of them have accomplished, like, literally what Mindy Kaling has accomplished. And she's so funny and she's so talented and she has a really good, like, she has her finger on the trigger of, like, what's cool and popular and, like, the culture. Yeah. And I watch Never Have I Ever. I think it's great. Um, and I just love her, like, to, for real. I agree. She's another one who, like, really gets involved behind the scenes, puts herself in her own projects, but also mogul. not. She's a real mogul sex lives with college girls is her most recent work that I've seen. And it's just oh so God, fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, literally and she w- knows what's relevant. When like- you hear at this point, when you hear that Mindy Kaling is attached to something, like it gives it a level of gravitas where it's like, okay, this isn't going to be garbage. No, you know, it's going to be good. And it's going to not going to be like cringy or like, it's going to accurately represent like what it's like to be young right now. Yeah. She's great. And I was just like sitting back and like thinking about her. Cause I literally forgot she was on the office. True. Zach's always watching The Office, so I'm always subject to think about. And she actually doesn't have a big role from what I've no. seen. She's kind of like guest. Um, but so many of the people really are so big from The Office and like just The Office. Period. Like some people don't even do other things other than like go on Cameo and be their Brian Baumgartner. He's he's what the the he makes the most money on Cameo of all the people on the platform. Um, I feel that. I do. Yeah, it's people, just interesting. I mean, the whole Office thing is crazy. And it's also crazy that it's. What's that guy's name? Steve yeah, Carell. Steve Carell. And like now he is. Like probably one of the top actors. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking about Steve Carell the other day because I saw a clip on TikTok from um, Little Miss Sunshine, which is just an incredible movie mm-hmm. that I forgot he was in. And it's I was thinking about him too, like sitting back and just thinking the arc of his career from like funny man, funny man, funny man, overnight, like serious actor. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't overnight for him. I'm sure it was a very targeted, precise trajectory. But it's crazy how he goes from being Michael Scott, like biggest clown alive, to serious Steve. And I've seen a lot of episodes of The Office, not all of them. Um, And I'm here to tell you, like, the worst part of the show and part of the reason why I never fully sat down and watched the series from start to finish is Steve Carell's character. So I just think it's interesting that he's so famous when literally I wanted to put my hands around his throat and choke him through the TV screen on The Office. He's so fucking annoying and stupid. The whole show is annoying and stupid. There are moments, and actually Mindy Kaling... There are moments. I've seen enough like to say, yeah, there are moments, but I couldn't sit through watching it just for those few moments. And Mindy Kaling on Watch what Happens Live was asked like what her top five favorite episodes of The Office are. And obviously I haven't seen all of them, but I do have a favorite episode, like one that I will go back and actually like watch clips on YouTube. It's so funny. And it's called Diversity Day. And it's her favorite episode too. And she was like, I think it might have been taken down on some of some streaming services. Like it's hella crass. And she's like, that's my favorite episode. I'm so glad we did it because like you could never get something like that made today. It was hysterical that's so funny I can also tell you've been watching old toast clips because you've resurfaced hella wow you're so observant yeah there was a time where you were saying it hella often Mm. and when you were watching old toast clips yesterday and I was reminded of those times and now you've brought it back to the fore I think that's good that way none of our good like jokes or limericks or phrases get lost 
Yeah, and it's good because you are like a West Coast surfer girl, mm-hmm. and it's important that people know that. Cowabunga, dude. Hella, hella. Hella, um, hella. Hella, 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 hella. <laughs> Let me be a hella. Was that the fifth story? That was the fifth and final story. Fabulous. Well, we have Dear Toasters, our advice segment, where you guys write into us and we do our absolute best to navigate you through whatever it is that you're going through. The email to write in is deartoasters at gmail.com. If you want your prompt read on air, please, this is a reminder just to keep it as brief as possible because um, we just don't like really care that much. No, I'm kidding. We just, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. We just don't have that much time. Like, Just give us the need to know details because we want to help you. But if we start reading a whole essay on here, people are going to tune out and just it's important. We do care. That was like a joke. It was really funny. We actually care a lot. But like I yeah. try to get really invested. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. Dear Toasters is brought to you by Liquid IV. One stick of Liquid IV into 16 ounces of water will hydrate you two times more fast. Two times more fast. Two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Their products taste great with 10 refreshing flavors like Concord Grape, Lemon Lime, Pina Colada, and Tropical Punch. Sounds like summer. Here's how it works. Liquid IV comes in these little packets. You put it into 16 ounces of water and that'll hydrate you super fast. It contains a ton of vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and it's made with the most premium ingredients in the world. So whatever you need hydration for, this is the product for you. Personally, I need hydration all the time because I never drink water. And especially when I'm hungover, I'm always looking for a product to help. And Liquid IV is amazing. Like really make it before you go to bed It'll change your life or the next morning. The electrolytes are so good. Also, if you just get dehydrated or you get migraines, hydration is always important. They're also a great company. They change the world. They are donating servings to someone in need for every purchase that's made. So grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use code TOAST, 15% off anything you order at liquidiv.com using promo code TOAST. All right, you ready for these Dear Toaster submissions? Yeah, and I just want to say, like, I, t- I was so excited about these headphones, but they are exacerbating my headache, so. Oh, it's like a headband. Yep. I Do yours not give you a headache? No. Jackie, what came first, the headphones or the headache? The head the headache came first, then the headphones made it worse. Got it. Uh, no, mind you not give me a headache. I'll send you the, the brand. They're super loose, just like me. Dear Jackson Claude, how you dern? Dern, first time, long time toaster, first time dear toasters writer. You need to buckle up. I wonder if you've had anyone who has written twice and been read twice. Let us know. My brother-in-law Brad and his wife Lucy were recently married in February. They were engaged earlier last year and also had a baby together in October 2021 prior to getting married. My best friend Bridget and Lucy have always been somewhat flirty, touchy towards each other. No one ever thought anything of it. Bridget is generally always like that with most girls until recently, Lucy and Bridget kissed, which led to them hooking up to them now wanting to be in a full on relationship. So her best friend and her sister-in-law. At first, so like just the two of them. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. At first, Brad was not upset when he found out that Lucy and Bridget had kissed. But now that he knows about them hooking up and wanting to be exclusive, Brad has zero clue what to do. And neither do I or my husband, who's Brad's brother. 
Brad wants to work this out with Lucy so badly for the sake of their marriage and their baby. But lest we not forget that my best friend is also intertwined in this. It's really putting me in a pickle with her as well as my husband's family. And I have zero clue on how to navigate this. Please give your honest advice on how you would handle this situation. Love a toaster stuck between a rock and a hard place. Well, this is weird. Like, is Lucy trying to leave Brad? Like what she just yes. says. She, but like, that's not what she said. She said they want to be exclusive. Like in a relationship, therefore not in a relationship. So divorce. With Brad. So divorce. Divorce. Yeah. No, I guess that's true. That's a weird way of saying it. Yeah. I feel like she's just like wants to stay married and be in a relationship with Bridget, but they should be a tripod. It's giving Bronwyn energy and even Bronwyn ended up getting divorced because she did not like her husband. So I agree. I think, I mean, the the girl who wrote in is like not involved. So I think what the question she's asking is like, how do I navigate this? Like, this is my husband's family. Brad is my family now. But Lucy's my friend. You don't do anything. You sit back, watch, grab some popcorn and see what happens. Yeah. But if, if you do have to choose a side, like you have to choose Brad's side. I agree. Like, family is family, and he was wronged. Like He was wronged, and yeah, I totally agree. And he's your family, and even though Bridget's your friend, like, she's acting, like, not... A friend. Not a friend. Yeah, and she's learning a happy family. She, no, like, she's, like, running amok and not, like, caring about the consequences of her actions. Yeah. Like, there's a child involved. Yeah. The thing, the thing is, if somebody does seek out your advice, like Brad, Lucy, any of the people involved, Bridget... I agree with Jackie. Like there might be like an unorthodox solution to this, but I can't imagine Brad, who's obviously traditional, you know, he got married. I don't know if he would be open to that. Yeah. But there might be an answer there. But But also, what the fuck does Brad know about Bridget? Like what if Brad could get involved? Right. So like I would say I would encourage everyone to be open to any possibility. But again, it's possible that they're not. Yeah. And it's a lot. But for you, it, like, stay out of it. For you, stay out of it. Oh, this is complicated enough without you getting your ass involved. Agreed. Good luck to everyone. Yeah, keep us posted. Good morning, Jackson Claude. Hello. I have to start off by saying I love you guys. Listening to the toast on my commute to my first ever big girl job has made the transition from college to working girl that much better. Last month, I overheard my mom tell her friend that she told my dad that she should have divorced him when she found out he cheated on her. I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah, no, it's a confusing sentence, but listen. This girl overheard her mom talking on the phone to her friend. And her mom said on the phone, I should have told dad. No, sorry. I should have divorced dad. I'm trying to paraphrase this and I'm making it worse. Let me just read it again. (laughs) Last month, I overheard my mom tell her friend that she, my mom, told my dad that she should have divorced him when she found out he cheated on her. Okay. When did he cheat on her? You got it? Yep, 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 yep. My mom has no idea that I heard it and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. I love my parents and I'm the closest of my siblings with my dad. I'm also the youngest in the family and I'm the only child still living at home. I'm 23. I have no recollection of my parents fighting growing up, but my oldest sister, who's 26, says that she does have a recollection. I imagine this must have happened so long ago, but now I'm constantly thinking about it and worried that my mom will act on this feeling. Of course, I hate the idea that my dad could have done that, especially because my mom deserves the world. But how could I and how could he have done that to her and his three children? If we were alive at the time, she doesn't know when the affair was. But finding this out shattered my world. Do I talk to my parents? Do I pretend like I never heard it? I hate confrontation and I know the conversation will be so awkward. I mean, it would be best if you found out when this happened. Obviously, if it happened before you were born, like that would be really, I don't think it did because I don't think she would say that. Yeah, like obviously it was like a few years ago and she thought she was over it, but now she's coming to the realization that she ain't. Yeah, 
And if that's the case, it was a few years ago and like you're grown and, you're, and your family's grown, like you just have to, I don't know. See, the thing is, I, I the only reason, why, normally I would say like, just forget about it. But the fact that she heard her mom like still having doubts means A, it's recent and B, it's not like, it's not resolved. It's still very much up in the air. But yeah. you are 23 and I think maybe a good thing to, for you to do just to protect your heart. Like you can't protect everyone. You can't make sure your mom or dad doesn't get hurt, but you can protect yourself. And I think for a lot of people like who grow up with parents who like hide all the fighting and like the arguments and think everything's perfect. And then they're, you know, suddenly 25 and their parents are getting divorced. It's like an earth shattering concept yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, whereas some people's parents get divorced and it's like fairly obvious their parents weren't ever happy together. And like, it's a tough transition, but ultimately they realized like it was the best thing for their parents. Yeah. Um, but there are people who get to this place of being an adult who still kind of idolize their parents' relationships. And when they do get divorced, it's like the worst thing ever. So my advice would be like, maybe start getting comfortable with the idea of your parents not being together because if they do get divorced and you don't take it well, like it'll have a profound effect on you. Like you've actually been given a warning yeah. that it might come. So why don't you do like some, like not therapy, but like self do some work yeah, and just get to a place where you're comfortable with the potential of it. Yeah. And also like you live at home with your parents, like whichever one you feel closer to, just talk to them about it. Be like, I overheard this. And I think she, the vibe was that like she is closer with her dad. Yeah. Well then talk to him and be like, did you cheat on mom? The fuck? I actually think that's good. Yeah. Because that way you don't have to admit to your mom that you were eavesdropping. Cause I don't know who just like magically hears people on phone calls. Yeah. Um, and you're coming at it from like a defensive place. You're not on the offense with your dad. So no, but you're like, on the offense. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, it, like maybe you should move out. Well, I think that's another <laughs> lesson here that, you know, nothing good comes from living at home. As an adult, because then I'm you're an adult and you're pr like, and they're having, an, they're still a, a couple too. And like couples right. have stuff. And now you're like living with a couple. That's true. <laughs> like I am actually a big fan of moving home to save money, but, and she said she's post-grad. So no, um, yeah, no, I understand why I people move home, but you know, then you're kind of in the middle of stuff like this. And you're like an intruder. Like your parents raised you for 18 years. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Yo, if my kids come home after 18, like you're sleeping in the yard and you'll do chores. You can live here like as a housekeeper. <laughs> like I'm finally getting my life back. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm not into it like at all. Well, if they could pay rent too. They could so pay go pay rent in someone else's shit. They could pay like, your bills. They could pay your bills. I'm, I take care of myself just fine. I don't need my kids to take care of me. When I'm older, yes, of course. I want them to buy me a beachfront condo. But perhaps give me a nurse. When they're 23, you would be about 50? I don't know. It depends. It depends. But like, I just don't want, and also I don't think it's good for the kids. Like after college, you should get out. You should meet people. You should date. You should make friends. You should be having crazy experiences. You know, you're only in your 20s for so long. The fuck are you doing in my living room? Yeah. Yeah, like, and then also just, like, being privy to all of this, like, couple drama and also not being able to grasp the concept of your parents' relationship not being perfect. Yeah, and it's like me and Ben had to, like, let people into our home for 18 years and now they're coming back. I don't think so. <laughs> so I do think that's good. Get yourself comfortable with the idea 
Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like your parents might get divorced. Sit with that for a while and also start looking at an apartment. And even if they don't, like your parents' relationship like isn't and hasn't always been hunky-dory. And you're all alive and healthy. And for me, as a child of divorce and a child of a dead dad, I have, and this is mean, I'm sorry, like I have little to no sympathy for people whose like biggest trauma is their parents' divorce. Like, Kim, there's people that are dying. My dad, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Ready for our third and final Dear Toasters? Not to trauma dump on everyone. Um, trauma, oh, that's, is that the new term? By the way, another overused term that means nothing anymore is trauma. Trauma, agreed. Um, yeah, trauma dump is when you just like don't stop telling everyone like your deepest, darkest secrets. This podcast should be the morning trauma dump. No, that sounds like, I would love to hear someone's trauma dump. Uh, I actually, I don't think you would like, because I think also the concept of trauma actually, dumping is like, it's like you're putting this heaviness on someone yeah, no, else. I take it back. It's a burden. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. All right. Dear Jackie and Claudia, longtime listener, first time caller. Love you both and the show. My husband and I have been married for three years and we are expecting our first baby together in January. He, he's the best. He's caring. He's supportive, loyal, amazing dog dad, etc. But he has an extremely unhealthy lifestyle. He doesn't exercise at all. He works from home. So aside from walking the dog, he sits in his de desk chair literally all day. He insisted we get a Peloton and hasn't been on it in months. And he eats really, really unhealthy. Fried food, lots of sugar, no fruits and veggies. He's in his 30s. And at his last doctor's appointment, he was told he's overweight and has high cholesterol. I don't even care about how he looks. I love every inch of him. But I am concerned about his health, especially since we're starting a family. So how, if at all, do I bring this up to him? I don't want to come off as judgmental. But shouldn't partners be able to voice concerns, given we're not only going to be living for ourselves anymore sincerely a concerned mama to be that's really tough but I think a situation that's extremely common now I know and by the way I feel like we just spoke about this when we were talking about Luke Combs oh I know that like wait and see is not um a plan but I do think sometimes like becoming a father not just like you being sometimes it happens when a woman is pregnant and the man is like I want to be you know around for my kid I want to be able to throw the ball and play catch mm -hmm. I do think sometimes that might happen after the baby is born and like the the man can like see exactly you know and and think and I was and come to that realization himself I also think again not to like have you postpone this but when whenever you want to like after you give birth and you know take all the time you need just like your girl here but eventually like you might want to like lose baby weight or whatever like that's something you can do together and you can make it less like you need to go lose weight and instead be like we as a family need to get healthy and then the whole household changes so I completely agree with everything you said I was going to say the exact same thing like obviously your man's isn't pregnant so it's possible that like the magnitude of what's about to happen hasn't really hit him and I don't think it hits a lot of guys until they actually hold the baby because men are just like you know slower so I think actually it might have a profound effect on him and how he chooses to live his life moving forward. So I wouldn't say anything yet because I think there's still potential for him to come to the conclusion on his own. And I love what you just said. Like he won't maybe feel attacked if you say to him like, I'm, you know, I want to get back in shape, you know, let's think about it. Like I'm this baby's mom, like we're his parents. Like we have to be around for as long as possible and in the best shape so that we can, you know, be the best parent. Like to come at it from a we versus a you yeah. 
is much less offensive and less of an attack. Yeah, and also you could also bring the baby into it and be like, I want him or her to lead a healthy lifestyle and I want them to, you know, us to lead by example for him. You can make it like a whole thing and really make it a family activity. Also, also it's also kind of really hard to implement something like that while you are pregnant because at least for me, when I was pregnant, like all of a sudden we had not healthy food in the house. Like it would have been so hard for me to be like, I'm buying Oreos and all this stuff for the first time that like, cause I'm craving it and you can't eat it, you know? Two things. One, I do feel as though the fact that he like wanted a Peloton means he's open. Like, yeah. I mean, I can understand buying a Peloton and never using it. Like that's definitely something I would do because one day I'm like, yeah, let's do it. The other thing is that I also think your verbiage and your phrasing is super important because if if you're fixated on like, I want you to lose weight, like that's mean. And then it could make him insecure that maybe you're not attracted to him. So I think like in terms of messaging, I would stay on the key points, which is just basically health. It has nothing to do with how much you weigh. It's about what you're putting in your body and what you, that's affecting your that's affecting your cholesterol, your heart rate, things like that. What what you feel like? I would yeah. do it as like as a family, we should get healthy and you know get to a place where you can run around the yard with him. What doesn't? It's not about what you look like in order to do that. Some people are you know extremely in shape, th- not in shape, but really thin and and are aren't like healthy enough to do that. So, no, but then there are people who are bigger, and people would assume that they're completely out of shape, and they're in great shape. Yeah, so it's 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 about like what's going on on his insides. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't like really focus on numbers or weight or pounds, like just overall wellness. Like be very Melissa Wood health about it, you know, guru. Yeah, but it, unfortunately, and it's like so annoying, but it's going to require like you doing like the grocery shopping and the healthy cooking and, you know. In addition but, to have just delivered a baby, but that's on being a woman. Literally. It's disgusting. So do all that when you are good and ready. Yeah. Don't do anything yet. Like just don't stress yourself out. Enjoy the rest of your pregnancy. Eat whatever you want. Um, but wait and see if he comes to it on his own. I feel I have faith. I feel like he might. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll be okay. <sighs> I feel like you did a good job even though I know you have a headache. Yeah. No, I got once I'm into it, I'm into it. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Again, that's deartoasters at gmail.com every Wednesday here on The Morning Toast. That's our show. Love you, Jax. Love you, Clerd. Thank you. <laughs> I do love you, Clerd. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Chess the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iRadio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us more Chelsea, five star review, better, beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.